Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Ties at Sunset. I'm Ty. Aloha, I'm Mai. Happy Aloha Friday. I want to set the intention that we are going to have a lot of fun today, share a lot of positivity, and share a lot of healing, just because of what we talked about earlier. I saw Ginger behind you. I know. She just had a bath. When you called, I was um, in the middle of blow drying her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's winter here. I actually never yeah. um, really blow dried her before, but since our winter has been getting colder and colder the last couple years, I had to start blow drying her and she hates it. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, she did. She just started to like it. I want to say one bath ago. So this bath time was fine. And then the previous one last week was fine. She's starting to get into the gotcha. blow dryer, but I think it's because it's just loud and it, makes a lot of noise (laughs) yeah she looks extra fluffy though like can i see her real quick let me see see the fluff oh oh yeah super fluffy almost looks like a corgi oh yeah but with a longer body we've decided that she's part jack russell and uh part oh fox terrier oh okay yeah i can see that she's got the ears though she does those fox terrier fox ears they're like giant radar dishes she knows when anything is happening in the house if somebody's eating something she will hunt you down be right there all animals know all animals know (laughs) i have a special guest with me today his name is cody he's a very very needy old man Uh he's 10 years old i'm watching him for my partner and um he is just a handful because he wants to be pet but he's still a vicious old man so welcome cody to my ties at sunset what kind of what kind of dog is he? He is a mix of rough collie, possibly border collie, and maybe a little Australian shepherd. I don't know. You're just all kinds of different colors. Well, so nice that you have all these dogs in your house. <laughs> Too many dogs. You're like um, a zoo. Sky was fixed this week, and so she's wearing her jet setting pillow, um, mm-hmm. aka an alternative to the cone of shame. So I call it the travel pillow of shame. <laughs> but she uses it. She uses it quite effectively as like a neck pillow. It's the funniest thing because it's actually really, uh, it's a really great alternative to the plastic cone, which by the way, is highly dangerous, especially when the dog has no sense of depth perception and decides to knock your knees out from under you (laughs) like every time. She's so invasive. Um, (laughs) Why are you so invasive? I know Hmm. last week we talked about uh, my nieces and their little campsite. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. I didn't get um, a picture to you to post up. The problem was it rained so bad and then all of this stuff like <laughs> flew everywhere. So I did take a, a haphazard sort of um, picture uh, through my window. So hopefully you all will check it out. Um, <laughs> of on... your, your beautiful campsite. That yeah, you're... the weird campsite. So, so side note, um, my partner's flight just got pushed uh-huh. a few minutes. So she is lucky uh, to have it delayed by another 16 minutes. So this is because of, sto- kudos of to- snow. There's snow. Probably, probably um, Denver decided to snow today mm-hmm. after a week of not snowing. And so she's lucky because she was like a last minute stowaway. She's about to be a last minute stowaway because she is late. <laughs> Never want to be late so for your that's flight. All- <laughs> no, never. I I literally was like, you know, I usually get to the airport two, an hour and a half to two hours ahead of time. Even though I have TSA pre-check, mm-hmm. I still like to be there. Whether it gets delayed or not, I'm just like, I don't like the stress 
of <laughs> running through an airport like Home Alone. Oh, and then I know. that song is playing in my head. And then everybody's like in that cluster. So, um, yeah. We we can talk about travel. <laughs> I had a miracle one. I'm normally just like you. I have to be at the airport super early. Um, I do have some slight dyslexia. And I remember this one flight. Um, my children and I were flying back from San Francisco and uh-huh. I had the time mixed up by a whole hour or two hours. So I thought I was getting there early, but um, we actually got there literally about 15 minutes before our flight. Oh, wow. It was a miracle. I was praying so hard that we would not miss our flight. And miraculously, I will say God sent fog, sent so much fog that I was wow. able to make my flight because it got delayed by half an hour. Wow. See, divine intervention is a real thing. <laughs> it's a real and thing. I'm, Miracles happen. I feel like you're just so blessed. Pray really point. hard. Like I was praying so hard and fog, <laughs> fog came, which isn't unusual for San Francisco. So I'm just grateful that it happened because it was all clear. It was ready to go. And then I was, oh, and then. Weirdly, we got stuck in traffic, a traffic accident or something happened ahead of us and it delayed us even further. Oh, my God. I started to just I tried not to show fear or panic to my children who were there. And I just said I was just praying very quietly. God, please help, 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 help. And fog, fog rolled in and our flight was saved. (laughs) I thought that. The I thought that San Francisco had a lot of fog, but maybe during the season that you were like in, it didn't have any, and then all, all of a sudden it just just God was like, "Yep, here's all these clouds to make some fog." Make Here some you fog. Go. Let's do it. I don't even know what time of the year it is, but um, San Francisco's weird. Like they're with the bays and how the the fog literally comes rolling over those mountains and down. It's or uh, I don't know. It's crazy. So that was like a complete miracle, divine intervention. I absolutely believe it. I don't, let me think, have I ever, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I had to run for a plane. I have had to do it in between flights. So you know how like you have a short connection and sometimes planes run late. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've run through that before. Timing those connections is, is always tricky. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, my mom's like, don't ever do a 45 minute layover because you'll never make it. And I've done it a couple times just out of like spite. But then she's right. Like, I don't I don't make it <laughs> I usually like I'm panicking it's too tight and everything. It was so dumb. But yeah. But speaking of like those kind of stressful situations, you can absolutely make it 10 times worse if you freak out and you let those emotions and those thoughts run wild. You kind of have to like rein it in as hard as it is and you got to be positive and you got to be like optimistic that it's all going to work out. Even in the middle of a crisis, your only chance, I mean, you have two options. You can worry more and suffer more or you can be optimistic and hopeful that it's going to work out. And that's for everything in life. Everything. Wow. I think I think that's really good. Like, um advice but i think lately like life has been so crazy how have you been handling things like what do you do when when things are just seems like they're hitting you over and over again 
Well, for me personally, I have to, when I can feel like things are spinning out of control, um, I find time to meditate. It's the only thing I know yeah. to fix anything is to calm my mind, calm my space, calm my energy, and then allow the answers to come. And something that I always ask in meditation is, what inspired action can I do to help everything or alleviate anything or to just make it better? Right. And the answers always come. They always come. So I had a family member who was having a hard time at work and loves their job. It's just that there was another person that was, you know, making their job harder than it needed to mm -hmm. be. So I can't live in their shoes. I can't energetically fix it so much as I can pray and ask for help. And the only thing I knew to do to help them was to send them angels, send them energies that are going to protect them from the negative people, negative situations, um, and just kind of bless their day. And I've been doing this like every day for this person for a week now. And this past week has been amazing. So it's kind of like validation that God really will help you if you just ask. So I just ask God to send angels to just keep all negativity away, negative people away, and just bless um, bless my family member with so many beautiful opportunities for abundance because it's work, um, prosperity, um, and wonderful, happy um, work life. You know, like all his coworkers are mm -hmm. happy. So I, I just ask for angels for everybody at, you know, their workplace to just be wonderfully happy and in a great mood. So it just makes life for them so much easier. And I have to say it's been working. So I'm very, very grateful. I have my validation. Truly works. So if you know of people who are struggling, you can send ask God to send angels to just help them, keep them safe, keep them protected, especially people who drive. Um they commute someplace you want their drives to be yeah. safe and i think all of it helps all of it helps all of it helps i mean you've had you've heard of people asking for prayers for situations for others whether their um, family members are or friends are hurt or sick or yeah. anything going through situations and you just ask god for help and god will send help because so many times you hear about how they recover so much quicker and um, their life turns around. New opportunities just come right mm -hmm. out of the blue. It's real and it happens every day. It really does. I mean, stay positive. I just, I've been looking for, you know, ways to stay more positive, um, even when things are like kind of looking down. But also knowing that, you know, we, we have to go through this and, and sometimes trials and tribulations, I guess they call it, can, can happen at any time. But, you know, for some reason, I, I resonate, unfortunately, in the past with a saying that when it rains, it pours. But then afterwards, you know, the sun shines later. I always think like, okay, when it rains, it pours. But then I started to change my thoughts and be like, but it also the sunshine will come back. 
And usually after the rain, everything is refreshed and restarted. If you're lucky, you get a rainbow. You get a rainbow. Well, I feel like that's that's one of the Hawaii things. It's like you get a double, triple rainbow. I did actually see a rainbow the other day when I was driving and it was like pouring. And there was like a sliver of mm-hmm. sunlight coming through. And I saw a double rainbow and I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh, it's a Miley rainbow. And I was like, yay. You know, a friend of mine who just started listening to our podcast was literally like, mm-hmm. Mai has such a a calming voice and i was like she's like sunshine and rainbows to my um gritty (laughs) pessimistic a little bit uh a view on life and they're like yeah she kind of keeps you grounded a little bit and i was like you know what you're probably right so thank you my for that for keeping us grounded you know (laughs) so funny i try i try i try to be grounded myself and try to stay calm myself so Meditation. meditation meditation helps helps everybody you do a great job great job we appreciate you everybody just doesn't know it but we do <laughs> so the other weekend like a couple weekends ago i did an escape room with some friends i don't know if you've ever done those before i've always wanted to do one that's not for me that's like totally anxiety kind of thing yes it's a it's I mean... an anxiety anxiety like ridden <laughs> exercise right because not only do you have mm-hmm. to work with the people that you booked it with, you have to work with strangers if they end up coming too because you don't have enough people. Luckily, we had a private party and we did it on our own. There was five of us. And I was really excited to try it because I've never done one, but I love to use my brain to figure out puzzles. And so this one is mm-hmm. called the Houdini Seance Escape Room. So when you get there... And I thought this was totally up your alley. When we get when we got there, we went into this room and everybody gets like a book and you open up the book and it's a waiver, right? Inside is a waiver that you sign that says, don't break things, don't do stuff. And then you get a card and it's it, mm-hmm. it was a tarot card. But I got a really good one. I got the uh, nine of pentacles, but everybody else got a different tarot card and that's something for you. So the nine of pentacles in the escape room, it was like time will pay off. Things will happen as they do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this. And I thought about you while I was like reading it. Then I went around the room and read them all because they were all attached to something different. Like the sun. Okay. Like the sun card was attached to the only light hanging in the room. Mm-hmm. So the the ambiance was very like 1920s, like the roaring 20s, very dark, very secretive, black and white. Because it's, it's all about Houdini and kind of that era. So we... So we have somebody like a guide and she's like telling you the rules. But the difference with this escape room is that you have actors acting out some of the parts and they're all connected. Then she led us to the actual escape room and she did like a seance. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there and all of a sudden the room starts shaking like a picture of Houdini on the wall, like a poster of his a face started to come out and stretch the canvas. It was like the weirdest thing. Like I got a little spooked because the horror it's, it's theme is horror. So things start <laughs> knocking and everything. And then she starts to freak out. Cause she's like, Oh my God, I've angered the spirits, which some seances, like you see movies and things like that. You can actually mm-hmm. bring on a spirit that is angry or raging, whatever. So she runs out of the room and we're locked in there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the spotlight goes to this huge clock and the timer starts and we're like, oh crap, we got to get started. So two of my friends and my partner like 
literally started ransacking the room, turning over candlesticks, opening uh, like drawers and cabinets and looking behind paintings and everything. And guess where I go straight to? I go straight to a puzzle. I'm like, I want to see this. Like, I like puzzles. So every prop that was okay. there was like a genuine prop built for this. Or they found something and manipulated and changed it. So we had to crack open a safe. We had to crack open another safe. It was like a safe within a safe. So when mm-hmm. you solve all of these, so it's it's a step-by-step sort of thing. And if you have issues, there's a button you can push and it plays like a cinematic video of like Houdini and all the tricks. And it gives you a tip here and there. And so we um, mm-hmm. we actually finished and an actor comes out and it's Houdini and he acts like, oh my gosh, you've released my spirit, you know, everything, you know, and giving you this whole like theatrical mm-hmm. spiel and a part of it. It was just a unique experience. So I've always wanted to do it. I'm really excited to do another one. Like a lot of them are not as good as this one. This one has like mm-hmm. three to 400 ratings and they're all mostly five stars. So okay. it's got high ratings. It's, it's really good. It's hosted by um, Strange hold on, Strange Bird Immersive Escape Rooms. And they're going to c- keep coming out with more of them. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do theirs. They're about 40 to $50 a person, but totally worth mm-hmm. the time. I thought it was like totally worth my time. Well, how long um, did it take you guys to get through so it? So you get an app, you get 90 minutes to solve it. We solved it yeah. with 50 some minutes left. Oh. We were fast. You guys were a little uh, too yeah, fast. We were, we were like too See, fast. If you pay for 90 minutes, you want to just take your time yeah, and no. immerse and play no, in the we character. Were like, Let's hit it, you know, like hardcore. It was this it was fun. Next time, I think you should like dress up if you know what you're going to. You should like totally it, it would be like your renaissance fair just in like a little like a moment, 90 minutes. <laughs> It was really fun. I mean, it was, it was fun. I I think, like, you're right. You should enjoy it more, but <laughs> we just decided to hit it head on, like, as much as we could. It was it was funny. I have I have a really crazy funny story. So last night, I, okay, it wasn't as cold. We It was, like, um, it's been dropping to, I think, about 65, 66 yeah. at night. Freezing cold, right? So... <laughs> But last night it was only 73 because we had some rain coming in. But um, it was it was kind of muggy. So it was all right. And I actually had my fan on. I had my ceiling fan going. And at three something in the morning, I feel this thing crawl across my leg. And I swiped it with my hand right away. Woke me up. I left out of bed, grabbed my phone and turned on the flashlight. And I immediately started looking anywhere on my bed. Tossing my blankets, trying to find evidence that I killed something (laughs) that had the, you know, the audacity to touch me in the middle of the night. So um, I'm like, I'm up. I couldn't find anything. So I'm like, I hope whatever it was, I killed it. Um, I look at the time and it's 322 in the morning. So I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and then I'll go back to bed. So I go to the bathroom and I always look at the, I'm always looking out the window. And um, out the window, I see this bright white light falling from the sky really fast. And it was there was some clouds. And so between the breaks of the clouds, it was just illuminating and super bright and went all the way down. And so I run to a larger window and then I see and hear a bunch of helicopters heading out towards it. And so this is like 
probably I'm hoping that whatever it was was over the ocean, which is only a mile away for me. But it was a big, big, bright white light. And um, it took me a while to fall asleep. Took me like almost another, you know, 40 minutes to like my heart was racing. (laughs) I didn't know what I was looking at, what I had seen. And then I'm just like staring out at the sky for a while until I until I finally passed out. But that was that was like crazy one. So I'm wondering if divine intervention woke me up to witness whatever that was. Must be. But I literally asked, don't you ever touch me with bugs again? Never, <laughs> ever again. That's hilarious. Bugs. I hate bugs. Bugs are terrible. No, I agree. <laughs> and I was a little freaked out last night, too, because earlier in the evening, my daughter was um, downstairs in the kitchen and I hear her scream. And then she's like, big cockroach, big cockroach. <laughs> and there was a there was a battle that went on. Um, it was it was taken care of, so we could all sleep a little safer. But it's winter. I always think, you know, when it's cold, they don't come out. But it's never that cold in Hawaii. Right. <laughs> they just no. don't come. <laughs> so it's just, oh my uh, God, I, I we were all die. a little jumpy last night. I would die. <laughs> but I had this feeling, like, if I had my ceiling fan on, that anything that had wings could not come near me. Because I was in, like, some kind of wind vortex. <laughs> It's just, it's just psychological. That's so hilarious. <laughs> it works for mosquitoes. Mosquitoes can't come. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like itchy right now, thinking about. It. I'm like, ah, so itchy. <laughs> I have a mosquito net for my bed, that um, the size of my bed that I can mount to the ceiling. It's just that. Um, it's really difficult where the ceiling fan is, is kind of where my, the edge of my bed is. So it doesn't really work. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. No, no. Ooh, itchy. Itchy, itchy, itchy. Why you do this to me, my, why? <laughs> I had to share. I had to share it. It was too crazy. Uh, ew. Okay. What else do we have? Um, okay. So I went on the website and I really have, I've seen all these TikToks for this brand. It's called Peachy Babies. And literally during the pandemic, mm-hmm. this girl started a slime business. And now she's like over a million dollars worth of sales. Or more. She wow. sells out like every her. week. And so my partner decided to get me some of these for Christmas. Because I was like, she was like, I don't know what to get mm-hmm. you for your last 12 days of Christmas. And I was like, I want Peachy Babies. So... This one is my absolute favorite out of all of them. It is called Rainbow Chip. And I don't remember if you remember this cake mix. But it has like, it's it's like a vanilla buttercream with um, rainbow chips in it. And it smells divine. So literally, I okay. don't let anybody touch this because I don't want to mess it up. But it yeah. smells so good. So good. So it's just a smelly no, thing? No, it's a you can slime you can play with. And then under the bottom, it has all the rainbow chips in it. I'm not going to... Like the edible food grade And I'm not going to lie, I might have licked it just to see if it would taste good. And it didn't. (laughs) It was very disappointing. Yeah, it's glue. My partner did go get some other kinds, but it doesn't Uh smell as good as this. So literally when I'm having a bad time Mm -hmm. and like just sitting there like at the office, like just not having the greatest day, I'll like, 
I'll open this up and I'll smell it and it reminds me of my childhood and how much I loved rainbow chip frosting and cake mix. That's aromatherapy. That's exactly it what is. aromatherapy is. is. Absolutely. So Peachy Babies, giving you a shout out. We can put the website on there. Um, maybe maybe they'll just send us some samples. She did, however, so we ordered three slimes and we actually got four mm-hmm. slimes plus extra little cute things. So That's customer service. It's in reality, a little goes a long way. I did appreciate that quite a bit. My, how was your trip to Costco? <laughs> I went to Costco. And like I said in the last podcast, that I was going to try to look for something new to share every time I go, since I think all Costco's have probably different buyers and they're trying to, you know, cater to the people locally who are shopping in that area. So I got this one and I don't know if your Costco has it, um, but it's called Ikaten Dayo, which means tempura squid snack. Nope, we do not have see that. that. So that is like a five pack bag. And what it is, is I love, um, in Hawaii, I grew up with uh, cuttlefish or squid or octopus. I love all of them. This is, it says squid. They put it in tempura batter and it's absolutely addictive. If you like that, (laughs) Um, I've been warned by my family. They absolutely hate the smell (laughs) when I open the bag. It's fine if you're eating it. But if you're not the person eating it, it's very fragrant. <laughs> what's it taste? What's it taste like? Are you gonna taste it? Oh, okay, I'll taste it. They're nice and chewy. They're soft. You know what? It's got the texture of beef jerky or fish jerky, anything like that, because it's yeah. dried. Hmm. I just got an alert about a, another earthquake. I have to have earthquake alerts. Really? What on is, my what? on my phone. How many earthquakes have you had? Oh no, nothing major. Everything's been around six. When you get like over like like almost to seven, it gets like, oh, now you're in tsunami threat zone. Is it because of the Tongan uh, volcanic eruption that you're having more earthquakes no, now? No, there's many earthquakes every day all over the planet. I just oh. have um, this app called Quake Feed. It sends me notifications. So every time there's an earthquake, Quake feed. I just try to make sure that there's not a tsunami coming. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, you want to be prepared, especially when you live someplace near water where tsunamis can happen. Or if you live someplace where earthquakes can happen, then you want to know what might be rumbling towards you. So an interesting um, fact that somebody told me, and they kind of live in a harbor area, and they said when volcanic eruption happened, they saw the entire harbor in Texas, all the water drained from it. So these like million dollar boats were sitting on their bottoms and their propellers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how does that affect it here? You know, like, Mm -hmm. because it's got to be at least four feet of water that went down. At least it was probably more than that. Yeah. There's a lot of footage like that across the the Pacific Rim, of course, like um, California has, there's a lot of people who have footage like that in California. But you know, we are one planet, right? You know, all of our oceans are all connected. We are one planet. Well, we certainly shared it. Yeah, we all have to like take care of, you know, our water, our oceans, our planet together. Yeah, I just think it would be interesting to see that actually happen here in Texas as like the water receding and all of a sudden you start seeing the bottom of the ocean. You're like, oh, no, this is not a good sign. Because usually when it does that, there is a big wave coming. And surge waves waves are very different than, you know, the waves from the tides, right? But I mean, I remember so many times when we had um, paddling practice, 
And it didn't matter if it was surge waves because there's so many storms that happen all the time. And then they would just keep saying, you need to practice in all water conditions. That's true. They did. We had to be able to read the water too. I think the more time you spent out on the boat, the better you got at understanding the water and when you were going to flip. Because every so often I would see a wave and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Try to lean your weight over to the side. Everybody needs to lean a little bit. Here comes a wave. I've seen the most spectacular ocean flips in races. There's a, a outrigger canoe race and the there's just swells. They weren't waves, but the swells were like they would take you vertical sideways and if it's your ama side, which is you the part you need to keep down so that you don't flip over <laughs> and they just would just it would just like tip them. It would lift them up and then just tip them over and like we <laughs> it's not we. it always happens in slow motion though it's it's crazy and you keep seeing it you see the almost like vertical and you're like oh no like i remember being really close to another canoe we were racing with them head and head around the turn of this small little island it has a beautiful hawaiian name <laughs> look it up i'm gonna look, look it, it up. up right now because it's gonna bother me oh mokolea Mokolea Rock. Okay, we'd race around yes. Mokolea. And uh, I remember this one canoe in this race when we were coming tight around the turn. When they flipped over, their ama came so close to our boat that we could have gotten all whacked by their boat. And then I think it would have An been a cluster. cluster. <laughs> they had hit and we, we would have flipped over too. So it was like you have to watch what everybody's doing in those kind of situations. It was so I, crazy. I can't believe we did this i just i'm like look thinking back and i'm like why why were we out there doing this i remember paddling and like i kept hitting somebody's ama because they they kept button up to our boat and hitting our boat to knock us off the court off course yeah and then my paddle kept getting stuck in between and i just started to like i could i was watching my paddle like slice their ropes mm-hmm and they were screaming at us and I was like screaming at them. I was like, y'all need to get away. And so finally I gave them a big push. And I think I almost flipped them because I pushed them away. You know, you really shouldn't hit boats, right? Like I've never experienced that before. So I was yeah. like slapping somebody's boat and like breaking their ropes because I was getting so mad. And then I remember my steersman was like, no, Ty, switch to the other side. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And then I switched and then they came ramming at us again. And I, I remember grabbing their alma and trying to flip them or push them away. I was like, get, go away. Like, I was like, go away. Because you're, dam- you're damaging the boat. Yeah, but you're damaging the boats at the same time. And then they got mad at me for trying to cut their ropes. And I was like, you get out of our way. Because we were leading. So they needed mm-hmm. to, like, take a different line. But they didn't They didn't do that. Hey, I had a quick question about Costco. So we were um, we were talking about different the different Costco's now because there's more of them. Um, than when I lived there, there was, uh-huh. like, only two, maybe three. But because I, I know Hawaii Kai, the one on Ivale, and then there was one on the west side that they opened. But I never knew there was one in Waipahu. Uh-huh. We have one out in Kapolei. Wait, I remember the Waipahu one. We went there after we did the warrior dash together. We were muddy. Yes, we were muddy and gross and ugly. And we went to the Waipahu one. And it was so funny. You didn't want to go in. And I was like, we're going in, my... Because I needed to use the bathroom, and yeah, I we, think we, we were definitely hungry. stopped for like hot dogs and everything. <laughs> we were we were we were hungry, but we were also very dirty. Yeah, because I think we had to do that early in the morning. Yes, 
I th- I'm pretty sure I threw away all that clothes. I did too. It was just covered. Like the very last part of the warrior dash was a pool of mud. <laughs> it was, and we were just swimming through to get out. And then you go across the finish line. I feel like I convinced you to, I convinced you to do that. And it was fun. We had a good time. I think we were at our prime then too. Yeah. We were at our prime. If you look at the we pictures, were, we were at our prime. We were, we were very, we were paddling fit prime paddling condition. Fit prime. Yeah. And that a warrior, the warrior dash has a funny little Viking yep. fluffy um, hat thing that I do wear during the holidays when it gets or the winter when it gets too That's cold. That's hilarious. That's not even meant I, to be like a. I wear it with my. No, it's not meant to be anything, but I don't know there any, any other occasion to wear it. I wear it with that and my um, my matching sweatshirt. Hilarious. <laughs> We had a good time. No, we also did the color run. And I remember I have pictures from the color run and I had a good time. You brought your daughter and there was a bunch of us there doing it all together. And Mm -hmm. remember, I bought all of the extra powder and people were getting mad at me for already dousing them with color. Yeah, because you were pre-coloring. I know, but it was fun. But they didn't understand that that was the whole point. The whole point was to get dirty. It was like your point is to be as much color as you can before. I mean, before you end, before you got to the finish line. I remember like throwing it directly into your hair, I think was like the first thing I did. I was like, my. Yes, you did. I was wearing all we white. We were all wearing white. On yep. purpose. We wore as much white as we could so that you would come out with when you finished with all the colors. And the sad thing is once I washed it, all the color came out. No. You know what? I still have powder from that. I think even I have like packets of that. You never know when you need to use those it. Things. You, know? you never seen know. it. Um. Never you know. chose to go to the west side. And how far away is that from your house? Um, well, if you recall, it's when we would drive to the races out yeah. in Makahasai. It's just a little wow. bit shorter than that. So it takes, takes about minutes. 45 minutes. But you wanted to go out there because the drive was nice. Drive is nice. Um, they all seem to have something different or something in stock. If you want to get like... Like everything that you like to buy at Costco in stock, you have to go to the busiest one, which is in the yep. heart of Honolulu. It's in Evil A. Um, that one pretty worst much has everything, ever. even in small quantities. <laughs> the worst parking. It is terrible. It's terrible. I mean, it's obviously it's possible to get parking because it's a parking lot full of cars and you just have to drive around and you have to wait or you have to go like right when they open or you can go late in the afternoon like if you know that you're going to need an hour to shop oh. time it before closing that's a good tip that's, that's your best time tip. to get yeah, into this is the cheapest place you can get food too i think it's dollar 25 dollar 50 for dollar 50 for a hot dog yeah, cheapest food in hawaii even cheaper than a spam musubi at 7-eleven costco pizzas are ten dollars here which i think is pretty much standard at all the costcos yep, that's true um and they are the favorite thing to bring when you're going to go tailgating. Yep. You're going to go to a potluck, a poo-poo party, anything like that, or just going to like a relative's house. Like we grab a pizza when I go visit um, family <laughs> out on the west side. You never show up at somebody's house in Hawaii empty-handed. That's right. You always bring something to eat or drink or to share. Yeah, that's just courtesy and the chickens are still like the roast rotisserie chicken is still the same price i think it's 4.99 right 4.99 i love that they don't change that even based off of like which costco you're at you know like i like that they don't change the price because i mean honestly it is very affordable and i think 
a lot of people know that Hawaii is expensive and not everybody makes a lot of money there who lives there. And that's a pretty affordable way to feed your family. And you can do a lot of things with a rotisserie chicken. So normally I'll buy two of them because we have a large family. One will make sandwiches <clears throat> the first day and then the next day I'll um, put it into like uh, I'll definitely do a broth with the bones if I haven't stripped it with all the meat off. Um, different things you, I do personally when I have a lot of um, chicken meat left over is I'll make like chicken tortillas or maybe Ooh, even like a chicken Alfredo pasta dish. I'll do something, you know, you can do kind of anything with the chicken. Um, my mom's favorite to do is um, something that my dad loves, which is uh, chicken and dumplings. Mm, I love chicken and dumplings. How yummy. And that's a really yeah, good deal for four ninety nine. It it's like almost it's at least two nights or three nights worth of right. meals for your. Well, it depends. I mean, for me, I like go after those chicken chicken legs. My mom was always like, "Where's what have no legs?" And I'm like, "They're gone." <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to buy two. You got to buy two. That's true. But <laughs> I know every time I go to the one here, people are like waiting for them to come out. They are more expensive for us to buy. Two yeah. uncooked chickens. They sell them in a two pack. These little chickens, and it's more expensive to purchase that than it is to buy it than to just get a, the cooked ones. Oh, Costco! Why don't you talk about a couple of things? Um, the Amazon shopping list and things like that. Our partnerships with that Amazon. So we finally signed up to just because we wanted to share more things and we wanted to make sure that you guys could find it. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, you know, it's not like we're promoting anything. Nothing is a sponsor. But Amazon, when we make a list and um, if you buy anything from our list via our link and then it just opens up and when you click on it, it'll open up into your own Amazon shopping cart <laughs> account, shopping cart. Yeah, shopping cart. We'll get a little bit of the purchase price proceeds, I guess. It's really pennies. But you know, eventually in time, it'll add up. That's right. Hey. Tell your friends. And <laughs> in in conjunction with that, we do now have an upgraded and beautiful website that also includes oh, yes. a coffee cup. So you can buy us a cup of coffee if you ever are just feeling like spreading the love a little bit. If you like what you hear, you like our show, we'd be grateful for your support. In any way, it allows us to do more shows and because we have to keep buying more and more memory. <laughs> That's hilarious. Storage and pay for the website and the servers. I mean, everything that we do, it it's not free. So if you want to support us, we'd love a, a cup yeah. of coffee. And so the newly renovated and upgraded website has more to click on, more to look at. Looks really nice. And so thank you. Thank you to our web content creator we really greatly appreciate you and the mai tais we have our mai tai we find that a lot of people are looking up mai tai right. recipes and so we want to make sure that ours was right there at the top front know, and center look at it right now mai tais at sunset.com everyone oh and patreon of course you can support us at patreon if you want to join us there we do have some extra content we're working on more mm -hmm. Got more blogs coming out. So we'll just keep adding to our, our um, what's in our shopping cart Amazon links. And we'll try to post it on our website all the time so you can find it. Okay. I definitely, I already added my new favorite Ika 10 Dio snack. Okay. Yum. 
It looks good. I mean, a lot of people would I be know. like, no, I don't really want to try something new. But I think they're actually really going to like it. And it's nice that we can get it on Amazon for those of us who don't live in Hawaii and are able to go to the local Costco. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I want to do a quick reading. Let's do a three card. Okay. Let's just do it for the next next two weeks. Just next for the next two weeks. weeks. All right. Okay. Yep. What's the next two weeks going to look like <laughs> for everyone, for me and my... How's it going to look? Nice general, general two easy weeks. reading okay. next two weeks. How's, how's our world? Oh, I just hit the mic. There's one. Actually, three popped out. Two, three. Here we go. Mm. I've got Queen of Water, Seven of Fire, and the Magician. Queen of Water is tenderhearted, empathetic, patient, and loving. Relationships develop to a new level. Trust your intuition. Care for yourself and others. Seven of Fire. Defend your beliefs and decisions. Stand your ground. Choose your battles wisely. And the final one, the magician. You are ready. You have the resources or the ability to manifest them. Life is magical. I like that for the next two weeks. Those are beautiful. Those are great. Those are such positive and beautiful cards. And these are the angel cards uh, tarot deck from Doreen Virtue, I do believe. Who is no longer practicing. No, she's not. I think she's still selling and... And she did move to Hawaii, though. It was like her dream to move to Hawaii. And as far as I know, like, I would watch some of her YouTube videos. I think she moved to Maui. And she's still making a profit off of these cards. Yes. Even though she doesn't... Does not believe in them. Believe in them anymore. Everybody's on their own spiritual journey. And hers took her away from that into more... I think she she went into Christianity. She She probably just went to a different... I mean, everybody has different views, right? So sometimes we change, but everything always leads to positivity, love, faith, light. Yeah. That's what I wanted to share. Check us out again on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And until we meet again, ahoy ho.